Welcome to Root Words, a podcast that explores agriculture and cooking's role in connecting us to our landscape and our communities. I'm Stephen Abatel. Root Words is a collaboration between Vermont Farmers Food Center, Shrewsbury Agricultural Education and Arts Foundation, and many other community members. The project began in 2017 and was made possible by support from the National Endowment for the Humanities, as well as from this community. Throughout this podcast, you're going to be hearing stories from people around the Rutland County region in the heart of Vermont, a region rich in agriculture, family farms, a region that's a pastoral working landscape. These stories are going to be each little windows into what a regional food system really looks like on the community level. We're excited to introduce you to some passionate folks working with the land and with food and bringing communities together. So please pull up a chair and enjoy. Food sovereignty is basically when a person or a people have agency over their foodways. Many people today do not have this agency, including Vermont's indigenous communities. We heard from Chief Don Stevens of the Nulhegan Band of the Abenaki in episode 10, Indigenous Food Sovereignty in Vermont, about his three-pronged approach to creating more food security for Abenaki citizens. Yeah, um, well first let me go back to Nulhegan found a need to feed their people because we have a lot of health disparities, a lot of chronic diseases, and a lot of our people have low income and they have to choose whether they need healthy foods or if they, you know, have to buy medicine or electricity or, you know, fuel during the winter. So um, just pure economics, if you have limited food, sometimes you buy the cheaper stuff, uh, which is not always healthy for you. So one of our goals as chief and the Nulhegan and the tribe was to help reduce those health disparities by producing high quality uh, food that our ancestors once ate, uh, bringing those ancient seeds back from a traditional cultural standpoint so we could give to our citizens to grow on their own, but also grow them in mass quantities. So not only do we have, we could protect our seed bank um, so we didn't lose our seeds, but also to take that produce and feed our people throughout the winter and then they could grow their own during the summer. So that was providing healthy uh, nutritious food and getting them reconnected back to the food sources. Currently, um, we are not at the food sovereignty um, level yet. I call it food security because since we don't have our own land except for 65 acres of forest land, we don't have the acreage to grow crops on our own land. So I call it food security because we rely on others who hold the deeds to those lands to, to help us grow our crops, raise our bison and beef, and to provide us access to collect natural foods and medicines. And, and so what are, what are some of the ways that you are, what, what are some of the ways that you're working towards food sovereignty? Well, I took a three-pronged approach along with our tribe. Uh, first, to give us access to the lands that our ancestors once had to be able to collect natural foods, medicines, and artistry material. The second prong approach was working with people like the colleges uh, to be a seed bank, to grow our crops uh, and distribute those produce, the produce that was 
achieved from those seed bank um, growing opportunities and provide that food to our people while educating the students. Along with that garden um, project was also working with Rooted in Vermont and NOPA, who we started the Abenaki Land Link project with that has has started out with about 15 growers that helped us grow food and, and save the seeds. But also we have expanded to about 40 uh, people this year to, to grow those. And last year, I think we produced around 700 pounds of squash, a few hundred pounds of beans and some few hundred pounds of cornmeal. And uh, this, I expect that number to rise drastically with the increase of helper with, with other people having to grow. The third and last approach was to raise bison and beef. We have a bison herd in Shoreham, Vermont. Um, we have about 24 bison and uh, we call them periodically to provide our uh, the, the meat um, to our citizens along with beef as needed. So people have the the beef, they have the garden products and they have the natural access to food. So there's a um, tri trifecta approach. For Abenaki people today, growing and distributing culturally relevant and healthy food is challenging because of the limited access to tribal lands. Chief Don Stevens and others have addressed this difficulty by cultivating partnerships with generous land stewards and organizations like NOFA Vermont, the Northeast Organic Farming Association of Vermont. In episode 11, we heard about the work of Seeds of Renewal and Al Nobawi, Abenaki-led programs that bridge traditional and contemporary foodways. Many seeds from the Seeds of Renewal make it into tribal gardens and Abenaki landlink gardens across the state, gardens and growers that are coordinated by NOFA Vermont. On this episode, we get out into the field and hear about growing Abenaki foods in Vermont, while we connect again with Chief Don Stevens and with Zia Luce of NOFA Vermont. I am the events and engagement coordinator. So I plan our summer workshops, our winter conference, our pizza socials with our mobile pizza oven. And I'm also tasked with coordinating the growers for the Abenaki Land Link project. On a beautiful early autumn day this September, I traveled to the Abenaki Landlink Harvest Festival hosted by Al Nubawi, NOFA, and the VYCC Farm in Richmond. The Harvest Festival is an important part of the Abenaki agricultural calendar, and this event created a space for Abenaki people to gather and celebrate, and for the general public to learn more about Abenaki culture and foodways. Hello friends, I'm Chief Don Stevens of the Nulhegan Band of the Kusuk, Abenaki Nation. I'd like to welcome you here uh, to our harvest celebration. About four years ago, we started working with uh, Sterling College and uh, started to, we wanted to work with the Seeds of Renewal program to get um, our ancient seeds back and to grow those and provide those seeds and the produce to our citizens so they would eat something that our ancestors ate and our bodies were used to it. 
So four years ago, we started with Sterling College to do that seed bank program and started growing uh, uh, crops. And the first year was just to really gather the seeds. And uh, then, the, then the second year, we started to produce more food and we started educating the Sterling College students about our crops, what they meant, and, uh, and also distributing the uh, seeds and also the produce to, um, to our citizens. So they had something to eat over the winter. And uh, traditionally, at the end of the, uh, the year, we would have a harvest celebration. We would all gather uh, after and help uh, produce our foods, you know, uh, basically process them for the winter. And it's our types of corn, the callus flint corns uh, and the uh, Kohasuk corn. And, uh, and there's, uh, those are little ones that are, that are unique to us in Vermont. So part of that harvest was to not only thank Mother Earth you know, the, the ancestors and the spirits who helped us grow the food, not only thank them for, for providing that food for us, we would also take the time to get together before the long winter hit to be able to share the foods and put it up, like I said, to process it so we had something to eat. It is our time of celebration, our time of gathering, and we just wanted to provide El Numbaiwi, uh here, that's here today, is going to do the corn celebration welcome everybody um, my name is Morgan Lanfear uh, we are from the group Alan Obaiwi uh, we're a nonprofit that's dedicated to preserving uh, Abenaki culture and traditions um, our focus of our mission is to learn uh, amongst our culture and share that within our culture and with the greater community the way we can actually usually continue to do that is uh, by partnering with great uh, folks like NOFA and uh, the location today, the Vermont Youth Conservation Corps, and with Nolhegan and Alnobaiwi. Um, we have members from all four different Vermont Abenaki tribes, Missisquoi, Nolhegan, uh, Elnu, and Coas. And we try to be a safe place for folks to come and to learn and share. And that's how we can truly kind of heal by coming together. And the way we do that is often we don't have federal or state funding that's you know, got any continuity. So through programs and partners like this, this actually helps our community to come together for these type of events. So partners like you are essential and we thank you for that. Hi, I'm Don Stevens, Chief of the Nalhegan Band of the Kusak Abenaki Nation, and um, this is part of our harvest celebration that everybody uh, would do every year uh, as Native people as we grew our crops and we would want to, the harvest came due, we would uh, gather together and collect our, our bounty and then we would come to a thing called a rendezvous where we would come and we would share not only our crops together in uh, trade for things that we didn't have or things we had too much. So that way everybody had kind of equal portions of what they needed for the winter. And then um, we would all produce those, you know, package them, and then we would have a big old harvest festival or celebration, which other people might look at as Thanksgiving. Um, but we would do it after the harvest. And then we would um, get together uh, and we would, uh, we would talk, we would have a celebration, we would dance, we would tell our stories about you know how corn and tobacco came to us and 
we do our, our dance about, you know, acting it out for the kids to show them how to relate to what our, uh, our food sources are, and then we would do the song. And that's what we did here today at NOFA uh, and the Vermont Youth Conservation Corps, who's hosting this here today. And they work with all of our growers. Uh, we went from 15 growers to 40 this year, and they help produce our food and helps feed our people all winter, and we, in turn, we help with education. In NOFA Vermont's Social Justice Statement of Intention, the organization acknowledges their roots, sprouting from the white-led back-to-the-land movement of Vermont. Here's a quote from their statement. Quote, NOFA Vermont has not always been welcoming to people of color, as well as people of non-dominant religions, culture, genders, and sexual backgrounds and identities. We have heard directly from partners that some of our gatherings have felt overwhelmingly white and not relevant or representative of the full spectrum of people interested in farming for people, land, and justice. We appreciate and hear this feedback and seek to do better. We seek to work beyond inclusion, to actively dismantle the idea that this is somehow NOFA Vermont's movement to welcome people to. We are on learning our ownership of this work and working to recognize and align with the global farming movements for people and land, largely led by people of color, women, and other often marginalized groups." End quote. NOFA Vermont's internal reckoning and refocusing is challenging and ongoing work for staff. When I met Zia Luce, she was new to NOFA and the Abnaki Partnerships, and she was finding her way as a non-Indigenous person rising to support Abenaki people while channeling the resources and relative position of power afforded by her role. I'm Zia Luce. I work for NOFA Vermont, which is the Northeast Organic Farming Association. Um, I am the events and engagement coordinator. So I plan our summer workshops, our winter conference, our pizza socials with our mobile pizza oven. And I'm also tasked with coordinating the growers for the Abenaki Land Link project. So last year was the pilot year. This is the second year. It's really grown. Um, we plan to continue. People are asking me today, how do I sign off to grow next year? So we have a list going. And um, So NOFA does a whole range of things. Um, we have our organic certification side and a whole bunch of other programs around food access, farmers markets, um, direct markets. So this fits in really well. It was first word of mouth at the winter conference when it was in person. Um, so growers signed up that way to grow as part of the Abenaki Land Link project. And something like this, they find out, more and more people find out about it. Um, so it's using our networks and grower, grower networks um, and resources to work with another partner. Um, it's all about creating relationships, sharing people's time, resources, skills, and land to provide food that Chief Don Stevens distributes. Almost 40 this year, high 30s, and there's a really good handful of commercial farms who are larger like Vermont Youth Conservation Corps, the Interrail Center, um, who can grow a really good quantity. 
and then the rest are smaller gardeners and homesteaders that maybe received five squash seeds in the mail, several beans and corn, depending on what, how much space they had. But if your plant does well with five squash seeds, you have 20, 30 squash that potentially come out of that. So. Yeah. And what are you hearing for uh, some of the array of reasons why folks are, are finding you and signing up? Definitely an array, like you said, of wanting to help, wanting to be part of this, knowing they have the land and the resources and the Abenaki don't. And yeah, I just, if someone just came up to me and said, yeah, we just moved to Vermont and we have, you know, three quarters of an acre and it's all grass and we want to grow things, including for this program. Um, they just have the space, they hear the need, they have the skills. I'm going to be a part of it. It's a very busy vibe at the Vermont Youth Conservation Corps farm. Um, they run a program with Corps members that are learning and I visited their field where they're growing the Abenaki land link crops um, three or four weeks ago, I suppose. So nearing the end of the season, which is hard. It's not, it's not beautiful looking anymore. <laughs> it's not green and lovely, but um, so things are starting to dry up and die. Um, the Algonquin squash, Algonquin squash um, is turning orange and the corns, so they did a kind of three sisters, right? So the corn is growing up. Um, you can peel back the ears and see that it's drying. Um, the husks are getting brown and dry. And then the beans are just snaking their way through everything. Um, and we're still quite green at that point, but starting to dry. So both the corn and beans, it's best if they dry on the stalk on the vine outside if the weather permits it and then they can finish drying inside but um yeah so vermont youth conservation corps their farm they had a plot where they were growing all three together the abenaki land link plot of land where they were growing the crops is just part of what they do so they have a beautiful wonderful farm stand an array of beautiful crops um and the plot of land for the Abenaki land link crops was right next to their greenhouse. Um, so the growers are in various stages of harvesting. I'm hearing back from them right now. What are we at the end of September? Some of them are saying, no, my beans are still a little bit green. They still need more growing and drying time. And other folks have already brought us, dropped off their crops. So we're in that few weeks of it's, it's harvest season for these crops. And we'll bring everything together, weigh it. So a pre-processing weight just to know what was grown this year. And then throughout the month of October, Chief Don Stevens is going to distribute the Algonquin squash fresh. And then whatever hasn't been distributed, November 6th, we have a processing day already scheduled where we'll chop and freeze the squash. And then at that time, the beans and corn should also be dry enough to shell the beans and um, decob the corn to grind the corn, store it um, as cornmeal, bag up the beans, and then that all gets distributed throughout the, the winter. 
What do you uh, What do you think is the importance of this program and the land link specifically within like the constellation of NOFAs? Like, what is what's the kind of role it's holding within NOFAs? Uh, many roles, right? I think for NOFA, it's the relationship building. It's part of our mission, socially just um, food system, and that includes everyone who lives in Vermont. And like Chief Don Stevens said earlier today at this event, they often get forgotten. Um, it's about uplifting and reaching everyone. If we're going to talk about local food, I don't know what's more local than the food that the folks who have been here for years and years and years originally grew and have saved the, saved the seed from so that we can all be a part of growing that. What do you think is, uh, for you, what is the role of food and farming and agriculture in like uh, connecting communities? I feel like food is the common denominator. We all eat and food is a necessity and good food should be a necessity and it's not something that our society as a whole values. It's something that I do and I feel very strongly about it which is why I do the work that I do and work for a nonprofit that that's what they're promoting and um, we have programs to make sure that we reach everyone that everyone has access to good food, organic local food. And, and do you feel that the, the Abenaki have been left out of that everyone in the past? It sounds like it. Um, yes. Yeah, for me personally, I feel a little bit hesitant. Um, who am I to be playing such a large role? As an organization, though, we're honored to be part of this project. I'm learning a lot and have a lot to learn and want to help where I can help and want to be most useful where I can be the most useful. Um, so being on Zoom calls, here we are in the pandemic, with Chief Don Stevens and Joe Bosson and others to put together this event, I was absolutely letting, not letting, that's the wrong word, but wanting them to take the lead of what they wanted this event to look like. I'm, I'm in the back seat, coordinating, helping, emailing, communicating with the growers, um, just doing the facilitating part. I think that's where a nonprofit comes in with those kind of skills to support. What is it that they're doing or what they want, what do they want to do? Okay, great. We're a strong partner on board to help you meet those goals. Support from NOFA, as well as Rooted in Vermont, has helped the Abenaki rebuild their native cultivar seed bank and has helped other Vermont communities connect with and better understand Abenaki foodways. Partner support from Abenaki landlink growers around the state and folks like Zia at NOFA helps Chief Don Stevens focus on the big goals for the Nulhegan. I think the ultimate goal is to have enough food that we have plenty of seed banks that we never lose our crops again, our cultural historical crops. That is one goal. Another goal is 
is that have more food than we can use so then we can start helping to feed other people that are in need like you know other minority populations are hungry people mm -hmm. who are hungry uh, and I think lastly would be to create a, a product that we could then put on a market so it could be a healthy food source but it would be unique to our tribe that we could use some of the proceeds to help continue this program to make it self-sustaining because we only rely on donations and grants we don't have a renewable income so this program could be could go away tomorrow if our growers stop doing it so we need our, our my ultimate goal is to get our own land where we can grow our own food so we mm -hmm. can never be removed from that and we're not always dependent on others but right now our primary source of doing this is with other growers and helping us and as then the reason why we we need so many growers is because if one stops it doesn't kill the whole program that we have strength in numbers where as people come in and out of the program we still have a viable food source for our people mm -hmm. so self-sustainability food sovereignty we have food security now because it's not our land but food sovereignty where we get to grow our own and make our own way that's the ultimate goal and I hope to get there someday. It shows that we continue to be a living culture, that we continue to adapt and we continue to uh, overcome adversity and thrive. It's not something we are doing because it was our ancestors. Like it's not going through the motion because it's history. We're doing it because we're moving forward and we are in tomorrow's history. We are making history today for our children tomorrow. A lot of folks are rebuilding this history, growing, processing, and distributing Abenaki landlink crops. And we'll hear from more of them next time on Root Words. This episode was produced by Stephen Abatel. Special thanks to Chief Don Stevens, Zia Luce, and all the Abenaki landlink growers across the state. To learn more, check out NOFA Vermont's Agricultural Literacy Week YouTube video on the Abenaki Land Link Project or at nofavt.org. Our musical themes are by the Salt Ash Serenaders. We are a project of the Vermont Farmers Food Center and SAGE. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our local food system. We'll catch you next time on Root Words.